You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Tuesday, September the 21st. It will be the 21st night of September tonight. I think that's a song, if I remember correctly. Nevertheless, welcome into the show today, whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, or if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in today. I am the host of the show, Lucas Smith. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my name and Twitter handle right there, at LJ Fastball on Twitter. Been hosting the show for just over uh, a year. Lifelong Cardinal fan, as well as a lifelong Cardinal follower as well. So lots of good things to talk about on today's episode of the show a little bit of a switcheroo from the uh, probables I talked about yesterday in this Brewer series as John Lester got the ball yesterday, and he got a win. And it was an important win for the Cardinals, for the John Lester, as well as he does pick up number 200. I'll talk about that, recap the game, as well as preview the rest of this series. That is, is a four-game series between the Brewers this week. So the Cardinals play Milwaukee three more times, one, two, three, and four. So um, we are brought to you in part today by Locked on MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully. We'll walk you through MLB each and every day, past and present, uh, so be sure to head over to Locked on MLB once you're done listening to this show. Uh, But yesterday, if you missed it, Cardinals with a big-time win, 5-2 to was the final score there. Um, as, as John Lester picks up win 200, Luis Garcia picks up the save, Nolan Arenado with a big milestone, and Molina uh, contributing as well. Let's just run through the scoring real quick in case you missed it. Nolan Arenado hit a home run, his 33rd of the year for a two-run shot. Avaisio Garcia, Luis Urias both hitting home runs for the Milwaukee Brewers in the bottom half of the second. No scoring until the sixth inning when Yadier Molina had a ground ball base hit. Paul Goldschmidt then had sacrifice fly in the seventh, and Molina with another base hit in the eighth. A run in the sixth, seventh, and eighth for the Cardinals as they hit the ball well, uh, having nine hits on the day. Brewers held to just three hits by John Lester and company. Uh, John Lester was backed up by Cody Whitley, TJ McFarland, and Luis Garcia, who picks up his first save of the season and first save as a Cardinal. We'll get to Nolan in a minute because he also made a big milestone as he is the first Cardinal with 100 RBIs since Matt Holiday all the way back in 2012. Yes, I understand some people might say that RBIs don't mean a whole lot. Uh, it's just circumstantial. But 100 RBIs is still obviously the century mark, if you will, and still a pretty good threshold for somebody to beat. But let's talk John Lester. 7-6 and six with a 4.59 ERA this season overall. His line last night, six innings, three hits, two earned, no walks, and two strikeouts, two home runs given up, as I mentioned, both of them being of the solo variety. John Lester had what was a move that was highly criticized by many, including me on this show, but he has proven to be a very valuable commodity to the St. Louis Cardinals. Zero ERA is 4.02, so not outstanding, Understand that, but he's four and one in ten starts. Opponents hitting two fifty six, a whip of one point three uh, with the Cardinals. And his last three starts have been spectacular: seven innings, two earned runs against the the Reds; six innings, two earned runs against the Mets; six innings, two earned runs against the Brewers. Rinse and repeat: a two nine three ERA in his last seven starts, a whip of one one three, just twenty two strikeouts, but only thirteen walks. 13 earned runs in 40 innings in his last seven starts, according to MLB.com. He has been everything that Cardinals could have hoped for, in my opinion. Again, I 
kind of was really negative at first, and then as the the move got got along, realized that the best case scenario was John Lester turning back the clock, pitching like he did with you know finding the fountain of youth, I guess a little bit as Adam Wainwright has, and he's talked about how Adam Wainwright has been a great help to him this season. Uh, in his resurgence with the Cardinals. And John Lester has done exactly that, found the fountain of youth with the St. Louis Cardinals and has turned it around and gotten win 200. It was weird it wasn't in a Boston uniform. It was weird it wasn't in a Chicago uniform. It wasn't a St. Louis Cardinal uniform, a team that he has pitched against in in the World Series, that he was a rival with with the Chicago Cubs, pitched against in the postseason many, many times. And he got his 200th career win. I know wins might not mean as much today in today's game to many statisticians and fans and what have you. I understand that. But nevertheless, I mean, 200 wins is still pretty darn impressive because you know what that means that he's doing? Let's see. What is a, a buzz phrase that I use often? Oh, yes. He is keeping his team in the game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That, that is the bare minimum of what he has been doing here in his last handful of starts. He's not going to blow you away with a radar gun. His stuff isn't going to blow you away. But when he's right, he's going to miss the barrel of the bat, induce weak contact, go deep into the game, go six innings like the Cardinals needed him to yesterday because you didn't use Reyes, who's looked sharper recently. You didn't use Gallegos. You didn't use Cabrera. You still had to use some pretty solid arms in McFarlane and Garcia, Cody Whitley as well. But John Lester's career is one of a lot of overcoming difficulties. He had a cancer survivor. Um, he broke a curse with Chicago, was part of the, not 2014, but the 2000, I believe something on 2017, but he was at least on the 2013 team with Boston. He's a proven winner at the major league level. And he was able to get career win number 200 last night. And it came in a Cardinal uniform. It was weird. It was bizarre. But it, it's one of those things that that's a, it is what it is at this point, and he is doing everything that he could have been asked to do in this move to St. Louis. He's given the Cardinals everything he has. I'm not saying this warrants a contract extension or to sign him past this year, but he is doing everything that he has been asked to do and more, if you ask me. Lester, in my, in my opinion, the expectations haven't been super high on him. Maybe they're a little bit higher now because of the success, but he, is, he has met any expectations that anybody could have possibly given him. Since he was traded to the Cardinals, he's pitched extremely efficiently. He's worked well with Wainwright, with Yachty. It, it was it was a joy to see. You know, it, it's weird to be in in a state where the 200 win for John Lester is not just a tip of the cap. It's not just a congratulations to a, a very good competitor, but it is indeed a um, a celebratory thing because it happened for the team that that you're covering that you're on. So it's it's an extra thing as well. But. It is what it is at this point. John Lester's probably only critique that I have is he hasn't really been able to keep the ball in the ballpark very well, giving up two home runs to Milwaukee yesterday. And it's not like this Milwaukee team is, you know, he's not pitching against the the Cubs or the, I don't know, the the, the Rockies or Diamondbacks. This is a Milwaukee team that can hit. You've got Wong, Adamas, Escobar, Garcia, you're one through four. Then you've got Christian Yelich. You've got Luis Urias as well that has had some nice moments this season. This is a, a team that can hit. I mean, Avisiel Garcia has 28 home runs, and Luis Urias has 21 home runs. John Lester was still able to shut them down, and the Cardinals have a winning streak that has not stopped yet. And for the Cardinals' standpoint, hoping it just do, does not stop. But with that win, like I mentioned, nine in a row, their run differential is now positive at plus six, nine and one in their last 10, 80 wins on the season, but they're up four in the loss column. But overall, they are up three games on the Reds, who did win. Uh, yesterday, uh, four on the Padres who have lost three in a row, and 
four and a half on the Phillies, who have lost two in a row. Padres two and eight in their last ten. Phillies five and five. Mets won yesterday, but are three and seven and seven and a half out, probably eliminating them from any serious contention. But also, many people pointed it out that it was ironic that John Lester's 200th career victory as a St. Louis Cardinal eliminated the Cubs from 2021 postseason contention. Kind of ironic, kind of poetic, because they are now eliminated not only from the division race but also the wild card race. Uh, theoretically speaking, the NL Central is still up for grabs for the Cardinals as their elimination number is three. But like I mentioned, it would have to take uh, a uh, win out of the Cardinals' standpoint and a lose out of the Brewers' standpoint for the most part. Uh, any combination of three Cardinal losses or Brewers' wins uh, would shave that elimination number down. Um, yeah, pr- pretty significantly, obviously. So long and the short of, of this segment, John Lester got his 200th career win as a Cardinal. It was weird, but he has done everything he needed to do in a Cardinal uniform since he got traded. He has been everything. He, he's been, my, and really, to, to, to most people, he's probably been more than what was expected of him. He has been very, very, very efficient in m- many different levels, and he, he, he has just... He's been what the doctor ordered. That's all you can say. Uh, we'll break it down the offensive side of things next, as well as a little bit of the bullpen. But we're talking Nolan Arenado, Harrison Bader, Yadier Molina, all of that and more coming up here in just a moment. And again, we will get to a little bit more of a series preview coming up a little bit later on in the show. But first, if you like money, you're going to want to listen to this next segment because football season is back and you can bet on it at Bet Online. It's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. And they have a new updated site and interface. They have even more odds. They have more props and more contests than ever before. BetOnline.ag continues to be, not was the number one, not is, but not, not, not be. They continue to be and will be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up. And if you sign up, you can get a 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit. Just sign up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. If you're on the fence and you've been thinking, maybe, I don't know, this is your sign. Go sign up today. And it's whether it's football, basketball, baseball, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online has you covered. Be sure to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your for- favorite sports. And above all, Bet Online is your online sports book expert. Offensively, Cardinals able to get nine hits, as I mentioned. Um, one from Tyler O'Neill in the first, scored in the home run. Two from Nolan Arenado. Two from Yadier Molina. I'm um, oh, sorry, those were RBIs. One from O'Neill, two from Arenado, one from Carlson, two from Molina, and one each for Sosa and Bader. Bader having a double down that left field line. We're going to start with Nolan Arenado. 100 RBIs for the season. When you look at Nolan Arenado's baseball card this, this season, you, you might... Um, be, be a little bit disappointed, maybe. Um, 257 the average, 313 on base, that's okay. 503 is slugging is great, 816 the OPS. The on-base percentage, to me, is might, might be the most disappointing part. Average is, is kind of hit or miss there. But the on-base is, is a career low outside of last season and his rookie season back in 2013. Usually he's anywhere from, from 330 to, to 3, 360, topping out at 379 back in 2019. Um 
you know, I, my, my bold prediction at the beginning of this year was that he was going to be a, an MVP favorite. Um, you know, 33 home runs, 33 home runs, 101 RBIs, 32 doubles, a 503 slugging percentage is still a fine season. But it, it you know, I, I believe it was O'Neill who kind of mentioned this or somebody else was quoted on this is kind of saying the idea that he's going to have 3,100, which a lot of guys dream of, and he's still going to be somewhat disappointed in his season. I think that they're... There's a lot of disappointment, not only in his season from his perspective, but also obviously from the Cardinals' perspective as they are fighting, scratching, and clawing and doing an, an exceptional job right now, uh, but but still fighting, going to have to fight, scratch, and claw to even make the playoffs because even though they do hold a four or a three-game advantage um, over the Cincinnati Reds, the Wild card elimination number for the Reds is still at 10 games, and we've still got a little under two weeks to go. So all that to be said, Nolan Arenado might be a little bit disappointed in his performance, and we can find little areas to critique in the, in, in his performance. But I think for the Cardinals to have a 30-home run guy, 100 RBI guy for the first time in a while, I know Goldschmidt had 34 home runs in 2019, but 100 RBIs is a big number. It's a big number. That's a lot of runs being driven in for, for the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, for... for perspective the Cardinals have scored overall 633 runs not all those are RBIs because you can get a run without having an RBI Uh, but still 101 RBIs runs being produced by Nolan Arenado he is a run producer and he's had some big moments for the Cardinals this season you know you you look back to to the opening to Eric home open or home run in the bottom of the eighth so tremendous defensive plays up and down the diamond, up and down the season. Even at the lowest points in June, Nolan was still giving the Cardinals plenty to, to be happy for with his defensive play. He's a guy that, that is going to be a catalyst in this offense. He goes, the offense goes a lot of the times. And he, 100 RBIs is is a fine, fine accomplishment for Nolan Arenado. I mean, you look at the back of a baseball card for his career. The only times he has not driven in 100 RBIs was his rookie year in 2013 when he played 133 games. 2014, he only played 111 games. He drove in 61. And then last season, he drove in 26 and 48 games due to a little bit of an injury and COVID-shortened season. So he is a routine 100 RBI guy. When he scores 100 or when he drives in 100 or more, his lowest is 110. So he's going to have to work a little bit to, to get above that 110 mark as kind of the, the, the baseline for his runs driven in. Uh, but, but nevertheless, I don't mean to be too negative about any of this. He has had a great... Um, or a solid first impression for the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals can get 30 home runs and 30 plus home runs, you know, it might be 35, 36, 37 by the time the season's over if he continues to hit some out. Uh, but at least 33 home runs, 100 some odd RBIs from their third base position. That's not something the Cardinals have had in a long time from that position. Even David Freeze, uh, you know, who's probably the last solid full time third baseman the Cardinals have had. Um, you know, Matt, Matt Carpenter was solid, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't a 30-home run, 100-RBI guy consistently throughout his entire career. Um, so Nolan doing tremendous things with, with the bat, and it, it's one of the, those things as well that you you appreciate a lot because because of the, the, the scarcity, scarcity of it from the Cardinals' perspective over the last X amount of seasons since 2012, obviously. Uh, but beyond that, Paul Goldschmidt had an RBI, and Yadier Molina had two RBIs. Molina now has 62 on the season. Goldschmidt's going to have to work to get 100. He's got 88, so he's got an outside shot. Uh, Molina is not getting 100 RBIs. Not that he was ever uh, meant to or never, never even has had a 100 RBI season. Molina's career high uh, in runs driven in and his illustrious nine 
uh, 19-year career is uh, 80 back in 2013. Um, but again, he's a catcher, a different standpoint. But then again, Salvador Perez is having some sort of year. But uh, offensively, it, w- it was nice to see the Cardinals get to the Brewer bullpen, uh, Strickland and Suter giving up runs. Uh, Freddie Peralta was solid yesterday. He struck out nine, his slider, curveball combination. and he- He's really good. I think a lot of times Woodruff and Burns get a lot of the press and the attention and the, the social media posts and, 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 and the spotlight, which is all well-deserved. Burns is a second young candidate. But, but Freddy Peralta is having a solid season. He's got a 2.65 ERA. He's 9 and 5. If he, I think they said in the Brewers broadcast yesterday, he'd be in the fit in the ERA, but battle if he, if he qualified. I'm not sure if he's going to. But he's going to be a problem for a while. He's only 25 years old. So he, he pitched well. The Cardinals were just able to get enough hits, and they were able to, to get to the bullpen late. Uh, Hunter Strickland, who has had some history giving up some home runs, gave up a run, not a home run. But nevertheless, it was nice to see this offense, like I talked about in yesterday's show, not just score once and be done. Because I think a lot of times this offense runs has run into the issue of scoring a bunch early, two runs in the first, and then nothing. They were shut down by a good pitcher innings two through five. Is what it is. Cardinals were able to tack on one in the sixth, one in the seventh, one in the eighth, to get a lead, get insurance, and pad on to that insurance. It's a recipe for success. You know, it's, it's a cliche. I was talking about in the broadcast yesterday before Goldschmidt sacrificed fly. Get him on, get him over, get him in. That, that is what, you know, that, that is the, the recipe for success. And the Cardinals were able to do that yesterday, uh, not just in one inning or not just in two short innings right here, but an inning and then a little bit later on, spurs out throughout the game, scoring three runs uh, in three innings, one each. The offense continues to roll. That, that's been the biggest difference maker because we have seen stretches this season where the, the pitching has been dominant. Wainwright has gotten some, some outings of, of, little, of little run support. Pitching has been dominant. Pitching has been really good. But the offense has left a lot to be desired at certain points. That's the biggest difference, in my opinion, for this Cardinal team. The offense is 100% clicking. You have a lot of guys swinging the bat really well. All three outfitters are having a little bit of a hot streak, as I mentioned. Carlson maybe a little bit less, but still. You have Goldsmith, Arenado both driving in runs. O'Neill, obviously. Sosa um, is getting getting some, some big hits. Tommy Evans still being a catalyst at the top. Molina had a couple runs driven in yesterday. A lot of things are going well for the Cardinals at the right time. That's the key. Sometimes the biggest key in, in, in making the postseason is timing. The Cardinals' timing is right both at the plate and in terms of when they decided to get hot and when they decided to start playing some really, really fun and exciting and positive baseball. Not a lot not a lot of negatives to talk about from yesterday's game. Um, Cardinals did strike out 10 times, but you, you, know, you, you take what, what you can get in, in certain points um, from, from the, the Cardinals' perspective. So a, a very, very, very positive game for St. Louis and, and a statement as well. Because the, the Brewers are our first-place team in the division for a reason. They're very solid. They're very good. Uh, the Cardinals proved that they can go out there and handle their business and and win. And that's exactly what the Cardinals did. So that's going to do it for segment number two today. Segment three is going to be a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown, a little bit more in-depth than yesterday in terms of um, breaking down the, the rest of the series. Hopefully, MB.com has the correct probables. Uh, I, I know I talked about Woodrow. Uh, Woodford yesterday, starting yesterday, uh, but he did not obviously 
John Lester started. So very, very positive for the St. Louis Cardinals. Can't complain about too many things from yesterday's game. Uh, So go ahead and take one more quick break and then get back into the rest of the series. Talk about how the Cardinals can try and earn at least a split tonight as well as moving forward and continue their winning streak. This In this ad break, I want to try and solve a problem. Because a lot of us have one device to catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the really good stuff. It's a hassle. It's a lot. It's too much. Here's a solution for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. You can finally get your TV together, get all the entertainment you love in a simple way. It brings your live TV and on-demand experiences together like never before. You can watch all your favorite sports movies shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirectTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. We are also brought to you in part today by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure the often pointless or intimidating questioning while the person behind the counter looks it up on their computer with the prices and parts that they have in store? Save time and money with Rock Auto. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Whether you're somebody like me who's just doing it for the first time or you are an experienced veteran, their prices are reliably low. They have everything you need, whether you need a brake part, a tail lamp, some motor oil, new carpet, they've got it. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Another 6:40 start tonight. We've got a couple of W's starting on the mound for the Cardinals and the Brewers, as it is Jake Woodford for the St. Louis Cardinals, and it is Brandon Woodruff for the Milwaukee Brewers. Woodruff nine and nine, a two five five ERA. He is two strikeouts away from 200 on the season at 198. Meanwhile, Jake Woodford is 2-3 and three with a 430 ERA with just with just 40 strikeouts on the season. Brandon Woodruff also has the amazing um, uh, whip of 0.96 coming off a quality start. Six innings, three earned runs, uh, four hits, seven strikeouts against the Tigers. Start before that, uh, six innings, four earned runs, six strikeouts against the Phillies. And the start before that, six innings, five hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts against the Giants, a 3-5-5 ERA in his last seven starts. Woodruff is somebody the Cardinals have had actual success against uh, this season. Uh, when, when you look at the game logs, back on the, the, the 12th of May, they did not, giving, getting just one run in seven and two-thirds of an inning on a home run. But on the 19th of August, they did five innings, eight hits given up by Woodruff, uh, six earned runs, two bombs, two walks, and four strikeouts. A little bit of success there, uh, but, but Woodruff, like I mentioned, had a very, very solid August, a 2.77 ERA. Two bad starts in September, have a ZRA at 5.25 for the month. Cardinals are going to be have to look what they do, what they did against Woodruff um, in his most recent start. I think uh, O'Neill had a big home run in that game, and Jake Woodford has some good, uh, has had a good outing against the Brewers this year, going five and a third in relief on the 4th of September against the Brewers, giving up just two hits and striking out five. 
extremely positive outing there. Uh, back on uh, everything else, his only other appearance, rather, was a one and two-third innings, um, one hit, no earned runs, two walks, and two strikeouts. Uh, so very solid numbers against the Brewers this year. Woodford is going to look to continue that. You've got, you know, the big three. And again, I know that we're kind of going away from calling them the big three because of the recent struggles. But you've got a lot of guys rested now, now that John Lester was able to go deep in yesterday's game. And Daniel Ponce de Leon was also DFA'd, so you've got a, a, a fresh arm in place of him and, and Waddell. So Woodford is going to have to look to continue the success he's had this season against the Brewers. He... And he's coming off a couple of iffy starts since he earned the starting spot because of that relief appearance against the Brewers that I mentioned. He's had a couple of shaky spots, shaky starts since then, excuse me. But he, he's got the Brewers. Maybe he can go back and find some more success. The Brewers are yet to announce a starter for tomorrow's game, which is also a 6:40 first pitch. Miles Michaelis will look to continue his success as well. It's all about building that momentum. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Baseball is a momentum game. Miles Michaelis has had his rough starts this season contract still hasn't looked great from the Cardinals perspective, but he went five and two thirds against a very good Padre lineup, gave up no one runs, two walks, three strikeouts and three hits. That, that, that his goal is to repeat that performance. In my opinion, repeat that performance, go deep into the game against Milwaukee, maybe aim for six in, innings instead of five and two thirds or six and two thirds you know, keep moving forward. This Milwaukee lineup is a tough one. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's going to be tough to do. And, and the getaway day on Thursday, it's a 110 for, uh, first pitch. It's live on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, you know how to get to YouTube. If you're listening on your podcasting platform, it's only going to be on YouTube to watch it. You can also listen, obviously, on the radio. Uh, but to watch it, it's going to be on YouTube. And I would recommend watching because it is Adam Wainwright versus Adrian Hauser. Adrian Hauser, somebody that I did not expect to pitch too well against the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, but in that start against St. Louis, uh, complete game shutout. Nine innings, three hits, seven Ks. Cardinals look silly the entire time. Adam Wainwright coming off a, a pretty solid start, and we have a milestone to watch out for for Adam Wainwright. He is one strikeout away from career strikeout number 2,000. Uh, so Hauser looking to continue his success. Wainwright looking for his milestone strikeout. Michaelis looking to continue his success. Jake Woodford looking to continue his success as well. Momentum building. Woodford, Michaelis might not have the most explosive stuff, wipeout stuff, not going to strike out the world. You know, they might not even get six strikeouts. They might not even get five strikeouts. Probably They might sit more the two to four range, five at the tops, maybe seven at the tops. These guys are going to rely on weak contact, go deep into the game, control, 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 momentum, momentum, momentum. That, that, that's the key. That's what I'm looking for, in my opinion, for the rest of this week. You know, the Cardinals don't don't need a sweep in this series to be successful. What they need to do is continue to have quality at-bats, continue um, to, to put to continue to not only score in the beginning part of games, but continue to, to score in the beginning part of games and add on later, uh, not even when it's just needed, but even just, just to add on to, for the sake of adding on, right? So th- that, that, to me, is what I'm looking for. That, to me, is, is the mark of a good offense. And right now, this Cardinal team is a good offense. You know, if, if you want to argue that the second wild card shouldn't, shouldn't be there, if you want to argue that this, this team shouldn't even be here because of how poorly that they've played at this point in the season, doesn't matter. This team is in a postseason spot right now. Once you make October, once you're qualified, anything can happen. Adam Wainwright admitted that they have played some, quote, wretched baseball this year. And then said, you know, he thanked Cardinals fans for coming out and staying, continuing to support. 
The Cardinals are giving Cardinal fans reason to stay out and support now with, with their play. If they lose tonight, then that, that's not the end of the world, in my opinion. Obviously. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody is of that state of mind, but just for the record, minimum the Cardinals need to get a split this week. They can set themselves up very nicely um, for a series win if they do earn the split tonight uh, because you got to feel pretty good about winning that Wainwright start on Thursday, even with Hauser going and coming off a very solid start. Uh, you, you always feel good about an Adam Wainwright start. Let me know how you're feeling about this upcoming Jake Woodford start tonight and Miles Michaelis start tomorrow by following me on Twitter at LJ Fastball right there. If you're looking on the YouTube page, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals and email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I try and either reply to the ones I see and or talk about them on the show. Uh, That's going to do it for today. Tomorrow we'll be recapping tonight's game as uh, the Cardinals look to secure a serious split with a win uh, against the Brew Crew tonight in Milwaukee. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Be sure to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Subscribe um, on your favorite podcasting platform. It's all free. Uh, You don't have to pay a dime to listen to Locked On Cardinals. It's all free and wonderful. Uh, So much appreciated there. If you hit the subscribe button, drop a rating, drop a like, tell your friends and family, however you see fit. But until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.